Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Podcast. Number one. Host, Daddy yeah. I'm joined as always yeah. by Electric. Dr. Hoji, the electric smoji. Yeah. And John Art Sinatra. Sheeran. He said he's not a Sinatra. We call him the Art oh. Garfunkel. Yeah. Velvet vocals. Yes. Matches the hair more, actually. That makes sense. Yeah. John. So, what do you think about topic number one introduction? Because, John, I don't know if you know, but you and all of your friends and all of your family and everybody was asking you, where can I watch John Sheeran on TV? Well, you can watch him on Brinks yeah. TV, Brinks.tv. And right. if you go there, they can enter into contest. They can guess, you know, they can answer trivia questions about John Sheeran, where he right. grew up, what his favorite foods are, and win a billion yeah. dollars. Every week, there's a billion dollar giveaway. Yes. Wow. A and lot of money. A lot of great content. There yeah. are, uh, Courtney, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are, uh, I think there are reruns of the Senate hearings about you know, wow. fraudulent elections. And wait, there wait, are wait, wait, wait. I, I don't think also, this. I don't think that happened. Every Charles in Charge episode. And I've been catching Okay, up. now that was a good show. It was a great show. Yeah. And I never appreciated the brilliance of Scott Bayo until recently. Yeah. And, Matlock, uh, is there Matlock? Everybody loves Matlock. Yeah, there's Matlock. And and look, Ray Lewis has a talk show. It oh. is a cross between the Rosie O'Donnell show and a sports center. So it's like it's a little comedy, it's a little crying, and it's a little sports. And, that sounds uh, great. But that yeah, sounds like kind of what we have here. I cry after every show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I I do cry when I look at the ratings. And, and, right. the, and the financial I, I cry when I look at my paycheck, honestly. Right. right. So who's going to send the cease and desist to Ray Lewis then for stealing our content? It's not going to be me. I think, I look. Definitely not me. Not me. Out. We, can have, we can have him on our show and that will make up for yeah. it. Ray, just go ahead, come on. But yeah, you can, there's a live stream 24-7. You can watch our show 24 hours a day. That is amazing. I don't know, yeah. Courtney, I don't know like who came up with that idea. But uh, but it's a great idea, and you can 
also see the there's a Steelers and the Seahawks and a, a Mikey my friend podcast and all these different podcasts I like Mikey and uh, the Ray Lewis show and then you can go to the app and you can watch them when you like so there you go there's that now today we have a very special guest a guy who came on our show last year when the Bengals yeah. were struggling lots and of charisma he, lots of charisma and he, he really helped us get out of that that kind of mental state. And it, it was like a self-help session, wasn't it? It was. Very, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt a lot better. It yeah. was therapeutic. And he's back. Now, though, I think he sees us more as equals and rivals. And so we're going to talk about Bengals and the Ravens with Mr. Jack Settlement of wow. SnapbackSports.co. And by Welcome. the way, Jack, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome thank back, Jack. Thank you for Jack. having me. Thank you. I'm and, honored to be here. No, no, no. Jack, we are honored. We are honored and also are his one billion followers on Snapchat. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Jack has a crazy following on, on Snapchat. You think one billion. Wait a second. Okay. 400 million, whatever in America. Okay. Maybe a few in Europe. Fine. It's like that's, that's one sixth of the world population almost. Yeah, where are they coming from? Why? Well, I would guess India. India's. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Jack is, is, is he, he resonates, his charm resonates with everybody, every culture. So, Jack, thank you for coming on the show. And what are you thinking about week seven? What are you thinking about most? Are you shaking in your boots? I am. I am shaking my boots. Last Good. time I came on here, it was week something. And I said, the Bengals are dangerous. They're sneaky. Joe's in his yep. rookie year. I think we beat you like 30 something to nothing. I don't even think you guys scored. I was quite surprised because the Bengals always play the Ravens tight. I know you don't have AJ Green anymore. But now, like you said, maybe the Ravens and Bengals are equals. Yeah. I mean, look. We're close in the standings. We both played a lot of close games. The Ravens, they're not the same old Ravens. They are, they've given up 25 points in three games, but they have, had, they have a quarterback now who can, can manage that and can bring them back at any moment, something yeah. they haven't had. Well, they're, they're virtually yeah. unstoppable. I mean, let's, 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 really, let's really cut the potatoes here. Yeah. I mean, the, the Ravens are virtually an unstoppable team. And the one team, the one team that that was that beat them, you know, they they barely did so in overtime, right? Am I right? Was it yes. the Raiders? The Raiders, and 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 they and they, I mean, they they really, I mean, the Raiders really snuck that win in in overtime. Well, the, the only the way the Bengals, also, the Ravens yeah. came very close a number of times to losing. So I mean, well, but that's fine. But they are they they yeah. really are a runaway train. They really are the big. This is the biggest game of the year for us, I think. This is going to be the oh, tough one. For sure, for sure. Division game. John, what do you think? What are you looking forward to? It's weird how this matchup has evolved because it used to just be teams running the ball and playing defense, like the, the stereotypical classic AFC North matchup. But now you look at what these teams are really good at in the last two or three weeks, it's throwing the ball. It's respecting Lamar Jackson as a passer and what he can do with his yeah. weapons. But also the Bengals passing offense is catching up uh, with the rest of the league and both defenses are still dangerous and can defend the pass really well. So it, it's kind of deviated away from the classic tropes of what this game used to be about. And now it's about watching these two quarterbacks go to town because this is probably the best quarterback matchup we, we will have in week seven. 
Yeah. Let this and, and, and let's be yeah. frank. Let's be frank. You know, let's be frank here. Talk about the quarterback matchup. The frankness is the Bengals have been good. They've been great, but they've been inconsistent on the offense. Yeah. The defense has been fine. I'm, I'm actually, I actually think our defense was the Ravens in mind. We, 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 the defense made to adapt to a run game and a QB on the run. It's, it's almost as if, uh, you know, yeah. Lou Anatolia was thinking about, uh, thinking about that option. But yeah, let the, we have to but, move fast. Because, but yeah, but but I don't know if Joe Burrow and the gang can make it happen against this yeah. Ravens defense. Let, we're going to talk about that. I have my that doubts. Is, that is yeah. the topic after. But we have to move fast because Jack has to leave in ten minutes. Move fast. Jack, move, 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 there, there are one billion people all across the world who are like, "Where is Jack? Where's I Jack? haven't heard from him in." I need Jack. Minutes. Yeah. I need a snap. I need a chat. I need a yeah. snap back. I need yeah. it's something a snappy. I need it. And we are holding, yeah. So let us go to Lamar Jackson. And when I look at Lamar Jackson, here's the thing. No, no, no. So I Logan do not agree Wilson, with that. I do not agree with that. An RB that also plays QB. Who said well, that? Logan Wilson said that, but he immediately said that's not what I meant. I meant he's so good as a running back that he can also play quarterback, but He's not just a running back. He's also a quarterback, but mostly a running back and a little bit quarterback. No, 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 But, no, no. but here's the thing. Jack, 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 hold are on, you going to put up, up with that? No, no, Jack, Jack, Jack you do not on. have to put Jack, up with that. Jack. Jack, Jack, you have a billion followers on Snapchat. Jack, listen. Jack. I think this is nonsense to say this whole discussion, calling him no, a running back. That's, that's no. what you do, Daddy. That's what he does. This is called passive aggressive behavior. No, it's not he throws out an insult and he says, oh, I didn't say it. Someone else said Listen, Jack. Jack, can you please listen? Jack. Can you intervene here? This is Coven's therapy this time. Last time we were we were suffering from depression. Now we need Jack to kind of yeah help us get along. But look, Jack, this whole Lamar Jackson's a running back thing, I always thought it was ridiculous. He's built way more like a receiver. <laughs> I mean, so like I look at him and his speed and he's very slim. Like if he's going to play another position, it should be a receiver. You're right. But they say running back because he, I mean, his his moves are Michael Vick-esque. I mean, they are so slick and maybe even better. I mean, you here's the thing, John. I want you to chime in, but I watch. I watch. Well, we have a Q, we have a QB coach in the room. Yeah, Courtney. No, me, me, oh, me. Listen, when I when I watch Lamar Jackson, I look and he's not making difficult throws. He's throwing into usually they're pretty big windows. But he is creating those windows because he is he has three seconds or more back there, and the the defense has to be on its seat, ready for him to go to the left or to the right. They don't know what to do. They can't just rush the passer. So you have these guys is sitting in these zones, and eventually they're going to have these big open spaces. So he yes, he's not a Mahomes. Yes, he's not a Rogers. Yes, he's not this guy who's going to make the wow throw. He's going to thread the needle that often or whatever. But he is becoming a very, very efficient passer because he knows how to manage. And it's great coaching, too. But he knows how to manage, use his abilities to make the easy throws. And now, what about Jack? Yeah, Jack, go ahead. I, I thought that was fantastic analysis, to be honest. I, I want to give you credit because a lot of people don't understand what being a runner just does to the defense. And we saw it last night when Ryan Tannehill kept the ball and ESPN is like, oh my God, see what the threat of having a running quarterback. And it's like every week for the Ravens and their fans, they understand that 
Like you said, he's yeah. thrown into a lot of open windows because the threat that he can take off and run 30 yards and make two men miss on you. And you always have to be guarding all six players instead of five guys um, when, when you don't have that threat of a running quarterback. He's also improved, though, in situations where – are you okay over there, Dadia? Yes, yes, I'm yes. Just he's also he, He's also improved in situations that aren't true uh, play action or just run ops, right? He fell behind to the Chiefs. They went to a passing offense where they cashed in the touchdowns with the run, but the defense was kind of sitting back. And really the Colts game's got to be his most impressive performance as a passer in his career where they were down big in the fourth quarter. The Colts defense were rushing four, rushing three, dropping seven and eight, and he picked them apart in the zone, in the man. Um, it's been awesome to watch. And really, I think, you know, he's finally got talent at the wide receiver position. You see Mahomes says Hill and Kelsey. Rogers says Adams. Tom Brady has three all-pro receivers. You got uh, Josh Allen once he added Stefan Diggs. And now Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews aren't of those caliber, but at least having those guys, Watkins experience, Bateman back off injury, the Ravens passing offense is way more dangerous than it's ever been, which is truthfully terrifying for the rest of the league because they're already the best running offense in the league. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I do think that you're right. He does have the playmakers, but also when I look at a guy like Lamar Jackson and I compare him to a Michael Vick. Okay. And, uh, can you hear me? I we can hear you just fine. We can yeah, loud okay. and clear. Okay, <laughs> my yeah, screen yeah. went black for a second. Yeah. No, it's okay. So, yeah, when I look at a uh, Lamar Jackson and I compare him to Michael Vick, who really didn't hit his stride as a passer until what 2010? You know, yeah. after you know, and and I think part of the reason is some of these guys they take a, or, or let's say Randall Cunningham, he had his best year you know, as a, you know, later in his career, I think because these guys who are so athletic and talented, they kind of don't, don't uh, need, I don't know. It, it takes them a little bit of time to really settle down and work yeah. on their, on their ability as a passer. And I think that it's happening a lot faster with Lamar Jackson because of the expectations of the team, because of the great franchise, because of the great coaching, and because he's, he's had these incredible seasons and then these kind of post seasons that are not so great, and so I think he, he, there's more of an emphasis and more of a dedication there. So what, One of the biggest, uh, I guess, frustration amongst Ravens fans is Lamar's unwillingness to run. He's taken a lot of time in the pocket this season when in years past he would just scramble for a six-yard gain. And um, I, I think that's a pro and a con. You know, come playoff time, you would think he's going to put his body on the line and he'll always be making that right decision. Or it might just be another development in his game, which he now needs to figure out, okay, I can make these throws. I can make these runs. When do I pull off these different plays? That's kind of going to be the next level. If he figures that out, the right time to go and the right time to sit, then it's it's pretty much over well, for, for I would everyone. say he does have a Russell Wilson-esque, you know, instinctive kind of nature yeah. in terms of not taking hits. Yeah. Like I see him run and he knows exactly when to contort his body. It's crazy. To, you know, when to avoid hits, just like Russell Wilson. Very impressive. Let us go to put it on the blitz, unless John wants to talk about Lamar Jackson. 
there's nothing more to say about Jackson. I think there will always be people who say that he will never reach a point where he's as accurate as the top quarterbacks, and I still don't think that's ever going to matter because Jack is exactly right. There you it go. Makes it, there it makes you a go. difference when you play true 11-on-11 11 11 defense because you'll always have to have at least one extra defender to make sure that, okay, Lamar is dropping back to pass, but he is a threat to make a big play just by himself, and no other team knows this more than the Bengals because he has put the Bengals on highlight reels for the past two years and no one should respect him more for his multi-threat ability than the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yeah. In fact, in fact I would add, I would, I would merely add that the Ravens are proof that football is a game where it really doesn't matter how you get the ball downfield as long as you do. We're right. stuck on this model of the classic QB set hook, he stands back and throws the ball, but there's other models. As long as you get the ball downfield, no one cares how it happens. No one wants a pocket passer anymore. Like Mahomes, no. Russell Wilson, Rogers, Allen, they're all, I mean, you get Kirk Cousins, he's having a fantastic right. year and no one wants to talk about him because he's stuck in the pocket and he can't make plays and has to take sacks. So but that's I, true. But yeah. I, I do think that, I think that Lamar is a different level of not being a pocket passer than those other guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think they can move, but he, his, his. Lamar's uh, the best runner of the football in the entire I mean, it's, league. It's, and it's, it's he's not even running back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, but let, let's talk about putting on the blitz because look, we don't really have a chance of shutting down Lamar Jackson. He's been great against us before, you know, he hit this stride, this recent stride. You know, I think it was his, his second start, he kind of destroyed yeah. us. So, against the second start against us. His first start overall was against this bad game. After that, he's never had a bad game against us. But mm -hmm. let's talk about putting on the blitz because if we're going to have a chance, it is going to be because Joe Burrow is also going to have a big game. And if Joe Burrow is going to have a big game, it means we're going to be able to counter your very creative and the sneaky, and may I say, perhaps not legal, blitzes. <laughs> they come from all over the place. You don't ever give us a warning. You don't ever, you know, like ask for permission. Can I blitz? Can I come this way? Can I come that way? Can I send this guy? Can I send that? It's just very random. And uh, so that is, we have a guy now though. Last week, for the first time this season, we have a running back who can help. And he's actually, they call him Captain America. I don't know why. They call him Captain America. But he, John, what do you think? Can Chris Evans step up and, and help out Joe Burrow against this team? Last week was important because that was the first time that Chris Evans was the true number two running back. And his primary responsibility, aside from being a receiver, was to be a pass protector. And he had a handful of reps against the Lions, and he really excelled. That's going to be important when you're going up against the Ravens defense who may not be as talented in years past up front, but they still have guys who can get back there in the backfield. They have a defensive rookie of the year candidate in Odafe Oweya. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. I practiced that really hard before the show. Oh, so yeah. Need... You got oh, it. Okay. All right. We, we got the approval from Jack. That's good. <laughs> they still have Calais Campbell. They have Justin Houston who's still kicking it at like 40 years old. They have guys that can get back there, but it's all about that, that um, Wink Martindale defense that always disguises pressures and always delays blitzes. That's what the Bengals have plenty of tape on, but they still have never been able to successfully counter it from a game-to-game -game basis. So the offense line is improved, but it's going to, it's going to be up to Joe Mixon and Chris Evans as well, um, just staying in the backfield and helping out Joe Burrow as much as possible. Listen, I, Jack, I know you got to go. So if you got to go, you go. Before you go, just give us a I got five more minutes. Five more this minutes. is the blitz, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. 
Yeah. So last week, I mean, the guy in, in Joe's draft class, Justin Herbert, who everyone was saying is in the MVP conversation, there's five quarterbacks, Mahomes, Lamar, Allen, Kyler, and Justin Herbert. Those are the five that are going to carry the league, right? And no mention of Joe Burrow in that category. So don't bring that up with me. That is other people saying that. And Wink made him look clueless. It looked like he didn't either study film. It made it look like he was scared. He had zero clue where the blitz was coming from at any point. It was one of the most ridiculous performances after Carson Wentz had thrown for 400 yards on that same defense on that same field six days prior. So I assume now that Joe has seen the Ravens, I guess he's only played the Ravens once. Um, no, but but I, I would hurt, say but... this. I, I would say this, Jack. That's actually I wanted to bring that up. Herbert has been fantastic. He had his worst game ever against the Ravens last week. Yeah, that's actually that gives me hope. Yeah, because that is the one area where Joe Burrow is better than Herbert in, in terms of in terms of uh, reading. The one? <laughs> no, no, no. The one area actually the area is being a quarterback. Just to clarify, you just about <laughs> got our, you guys just about got a show canceled right there, man. No. He, the one area where, where Joe Burrow is better than being Justin Herbert is in terms of being a quarterback. That's what I wanted okay. to say. Yeah. Spinning it. Spinning it. We have to. It was, yeah. it was good. Save. No, look, look, it was a good save. Look, 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 look. What, what I, no, I want to say. Listen, let me interject. May I? Okay. Let me interject here. The Ravens are perhaps Super Bowl bound. This is really a strong team, and they've had some flub- they've had some flubby kind of moments. But really, it- it's a strong team, and it's this t- it's team that is strong defensively. Let's not forget that. I think the Bengals the only Wait chance they have they're to like twentieth their- in points. And look, they've they've given up twelve more points than the Bengals in just a few games. I mean, I wouldn't go by that. Year. A game a game a game is made of listen listen. A game is made of points and it's made of wins and losses. Look at the wins and losses. Don't look at the points. They have one because more defenses, <laughs> defenses stretch. Yeah, and one less loss. The, listen, defenses stretch and expand and contract yeah, based ahead. on what based on based on what's happening in the game. Right. That's just how t- playing works. But here's the thing: the only way the Bengals win, the only way, is by being crazy rough and crazy, crazy on defense, forcing fumbles, getting the interceptions. That's the weakness of the Ravens, is that the Ravens can be slapping. That is what I want. want. Yeah. I want John to talk about that. And I don't know if Jack has to go, but... uh, Why why are you worried about Jack going? Jack Jack is here. Hold on. This is like if the president... Right now, there's all these bubbles going up on Snapchat and Instagram and everybody liking if a president comes says he's going to read a kid's book, okay, and he said he can only stay till like 3.30, I'm sure that that teacher is going to be, when it's 3.35, like, wow, I'm holding back the present from a stuff that's way more important. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. what it's like when you have Jack on the show. You have a billion people. They're looking for guidance. They're looking for help. It is Jack who is, who is giving people hope and inspiration in their lives. I appreciate that. I appreciate you letting me run. I will leave with my score prediction. Okay. Yes, that's what I want. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go Ravens 35, Bengals 31. Wow. AFC that North. Really kind of you. That's, that's a cover a right there. Sweet. That yeah, is. Yeah. Cool. I I think the line is the is seven points. I'm like, are we overreacting a little? Maybe. 
look, I will say maybe Vegas doesn't think so highly of the Bengals. I'll leave you guys for that, for your own couples therapy or your trio therapy now. But I like the Bengals to cover. You guys could easily win this game. Thank, Thank you guys for having yeah, me. That's wow, sweet of you, you to say. Sweet of you to say, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Man, Mwah. this guy always leaves me on a cloud. Job, Jack. What yeah. a sweet guy. Wow. I almost yeah. don't want to win the game now because, uh, you know, Jack. Jack will be hurt. Yeah. yeah. Love Jack. Let's okay. just lose the game for Jack. I think, I don't think people will be upset. Look, let us go to Battle of the Trenches, John. Okay. Okay, John, you want to talk about Rita Reisler. I also want you to talk about Trey Hendrickson and his mm -hmm. role in keeping Lamar right. on his toes. I, I looked at the Ravens running back roster. Hopefully on the like ground. Graveyard of great running backs from the past. There's like five or six running backs where I think they were pro bowlers like in the past two decades. So I don't, I don't understand what's going on in the running game other than Lamar Jackson. So it is really the Lamar Jackson show. If we can keep him in check, I think we have a chance. Joe, take it. John, go. Yeah, I do think it is entirely up to Lamar. I, I look at what they've done in the last uh, few weeks now, and they're not running the ball very well. And I think that's a testament to, oh, it's it's Lamar Jackson. He's always trying to run. No, he's trying to pass because that's how they're getting their success on offense. Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, um, a couple other receivers are producing really well with Lamar Jackson and they're not really getting a lot of production from their running backs because they don't have any running backs left. But that doesn't mean I think their offensive line is bad. Specifically, from the center to the right side, you have Bradley Bozeman at center. You have Kevin Zeidler right guard. Bengals know a lot about Kevin Zeidler. He's going to be facing off against DJ Reader in this game, and I think this is going to be crucial in, in terms of just completely snuffing out that Ravens run game and, and making them try to, to pass the ball more on some of these uh, early downs. So we have Reader, who's having a phenomenal year, as one of the Bengals defensive tackles, not only just as a run defender, which is what he was brought in to be, but as a pass rusher too. Like it's not always just Larry Ogunjobi getting back there in penetration. It's actually been more a reader in some of the situations and he's being left out there in some of these passing situations because of that production as well. So having him go up against a former Bengal and Kevin Zeidler, this is like the sec, this is like, I think the fourth or so time that Zeidler has played since he left um, uh, Cincinnati a couple of years ago. I know he played against them with the Browns or so, but it's been a while since these two, um, he, him and, and Cincinnati rematched against each other. So like they know all about Zeidler, and I think Reader is a great matchup for him in both phases of the game. But also Dre Hendrickson is going up against um, Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle for the Ravens. He's had to play left tackle ever since Ronnie Stanley injured his ankle early in the season. And Hendrickson continues to be... The guy Amazing. that he was last year, who no one expected better. him to be. Yeah, he's better than he was last year. No one expected him to be better. Thirty-four than the pressures, I think, John. Thirty-four I think, pressures. I, I think they just expected him to be to at most be the same, which was still kind of yeah. raising expectations a bit based off of what the situation was in New Orleans. But he is playing out of his mind, and there's still room for improvement. But he's got another Absolutely. very favorable matchup against Alejandro Villanueva. Getting to Lamar Jackson's one thing: finishing against Lamar Jackson is another thing entirely. But, so that will be up but, to Trey Hendrickson. Well, let's be honest, John. I mean, our, our defensive line can get a push. They're very talented. But we need we need to have the, you know, the guys, the spies. We need to and, – and, and I, I think – correct me if I'm wrong, but these linebackers we drafted who I love, Logan Wilson, you know, Akeem Davis, Gaither, Jermaine Pratt, you know, uh, even, you know, all of these, Marcus Bailey, all these guys – they are, you know, athletic guys. They can cover. 
I think a big part of it was because we saw we had no chance against the Ravens. That's exactly what it was. Like, yeah. they play that's, a completely that's what I said at the beginning of the show. They, they yeah. play a completely different defense when they go up against Lamar Jackson. You will see a lot more Akeem Davis Gaither, just like you saw a lot more of him last year against the Ravens. Two, whenever the Ravens are in their traditional 12 personnel sets where they have two Titans on the field and they have Lamar on the pistol and they're ready for their read option, they're ready for that extension of their passing and running game, they're ready to, to get out on the edge and force Lamar back to the middle of the field because once he gets out, outside of the tackles and he gets into the open field that is where he kills teams but the Bengals have built a scheme to try to counter against them and it's been very hot and very cold at sometimes like it, well, it never, worked it worked last year yeah no it no it, it worked last year when it was when they were at Baltimore but the offense was so terrible that the game got away from them exactly but they limited Lamar Jackson to like three rushing yards that game and the, the scheme worked despite the lack of personnel but you know, I mean, it's I the think Ravens, and, and and like they're even better passing the ball, passing the football now. So I don't even know how much that is going to work, John. But we are better at covering the passes. We, ha- I mean, our secondary look, our safeties are are fantastic. They were good last year, but I think Chidobe Abuzie is better than William Jackson was. At least he wants to play for us more than he did. You know, I think Mike Hilton gives us an edge. I think he he's the kind of guy that will come big up big in these kind of games. And Eli Apple, man, Eli Apple has been not bad, you know? Not bad. But yeah, it is kind of odd, what, I think. Yeah. I think it is kind of odd that we keep talking about this game as if Lamar Jackson is just going to carry the whole day and all of that stuff. I think our defense is strong, and they're going to do fine against Lamar. Lamar's weakness is our strength, and 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 the, the Ravens' offensive weaknesses are our strength. We don't have to worry about our our problems at the secondary as much because he's not, you know, they're not as much well, of a, is- a passing thing. But no, the, the question, the question is, the real question is which Bengals offense are we going to see against this Ravens defense? That's the question. And I it's want- not a question that we know the answer to. I want to we don't know you- because we've seen, like, we've seen them look great, but we've seen them look not so great. Sometimes it takes them a whole half of a game to get the momentum going on the offense. You can't take a whole half. You got, you know, you got to get, you got to get the points early. You got to get going early. Well, let this go. You got to get the running game early. It's their their defense is what I have. Say with your chest, Daddy. Say with your chest. Predictions. There we go. So, guys, Jack said, you know, 35, 31. That's a very reasonable guess, right? John, tell me why it's wrong. (laughs) 35 points is pretty average work for the Ravens against the Bengals in recent years. I think they've outscored them by 95 points in the last uh, three times that they've played, but that's primarily because Bengals' defense was terrible and they were just completely outclassed compared to what the Ravens can do. Hoji said it best. I think now the, the playing field is a lot more even than it has been in years past, but I still think that points are going to be scored in this game and both teams are going to have at least like 25 or 27 in this one. So if the Bengals have any chance of winning, it's going to come down to can their offensive line and can their preparation prepare them to limit Baltimore's pressure schemes to the best of their abilities. I think they have the talent at receiver to score against their secondary, playing without a couple of its starters. I think Joe Burrow is playing really well right now, and it's just up to him to recognize some of these things pre-snap and not make some of the turnover-worthy throws that he's thrown in the last couple of weeks. So if the Bengals want to win this game, it's going to be on the hands of Joe Burrow and just him taking advantage of a weak secondary and him not being hit as much as he has been in years past against this team. So what what is going to happen? 
despite all score. that, I, I, I think the Ravens still win. I just I, I need this I need to see it to believe it. I need to see this team actually beat this team on the road. The 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 class, the high class of the AFC North. I need to see them actually do it before I think they're going to do it. So I think the Ravens win like thirty one to twenty seven. Okay. Okay. Oji. So so glad you asked. So are you asking my brain or are you asking my heart? I am asking. We don't use our brains on the show. That's what John is for. So okay, yeah. because my brain says brain says Ravens win by three points, twenty seven, twenty four. But my heart is disagreeing vehemently. Okay. My heart is saying that the Bengals win, thirty two, twenty seven. Yes. And I and I just have one thing I want to say. I just have one thing I want to say to everyone. Can we make a, a pact right here on the the three of us and anybody watching? If the Bengals win this one, they are the best team in their division and one of the best in the NFL and will the mass sports media stop the anti-Bengalism and stop the hate on, on our team and finally recognize that because this team has looked awesome this year. Zach Taylor's coaching. Honestly, I'm impressed. Why doesn't he get the credit for the wins? It's almost like when he, it's like when the Bengals win, it's like, Oh, great job, Joe Burrow. Burrow, Well, yeah, Joe Burrow's great, but but Zach Taylor is is doing, is doing an amazing job with this group of of young men. Well, he's doing an amazing job. Of, of making sure that Joe Burrow... It's not like... No, he's not just not getting in the way, Daddy. Okay. The culture, the winning culture of the team, that's I all know. on Zach. Yeah, no, I'm and, coming around. I'm coming around on Zach Taylor. And I the know. play calling, the play calling. That fourth... We didn't talk about la- the last game, but that fourth down touchdown that for that with the with the block and the Jamar, you got to give Zach... There was aggressive, it was beautiful yeah. play calling. Yeah, Everybody said, was, oh, Zach can't do play calling. That was a good play calling. That was a good play yeah. calling. I, I, I think he's comparable to a Mike McCarthy, a guy who... He is the right to... fit. You know, back when Tom Brady was on the Patriots, everyone thought Belichick was a genius. But what we realized is that it was the mixture of Tom Brady and Belichick together. It was peanut butter and jelly. Okay? And and I think Zach Taylor is the peanut butter and Joe Burrow is the jelly. And, 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 and you know, that that's what I think. Okay. And I think, and I think the media has got. Stuff. If we if we win this one, this has to be so big. We have to we have to run down the streets naked, because that's what you do. Well, uh, speaking about right, that's what I do every day. But that's what you do, yeah. Right, and uh, speaking about running down the street naked, Courtney. Promotion. Oh yeah. So this show Where, is the equivalent. Did you predict, Daniel? No, I I I, I don't want to go against what Jack said. And I don't want to pick the Bengals losing. So I'm going to abstain from from predicting wow. this week. Yeah. Promotion. But promotion. This show, okay, a lot of people look at it and they are like, it has nothing going for it. It is, yeah. you know, it is, it, it, there are these hairy people with, uh, you yeah. know, very annoying voices and nothing to add to right. the conversation. And plus OG. <laughs> but but just like Hoji was saying naked people running down the street you have to turn your eyes away from it and you are, you are disgusted by it you also have to tolerate it and that is what this, this whole country is about and that is why I'm asking you to tolerate us by supporting us financially by going to patreon.com slash dhsports and subscribing leaving a five star review 
because uh, if it hurts your ears if it hurts your ears when i yell you should know i'm using the cheap mic yes yes i mean that's what i always say is like look if 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 you are annoyed by someone's voice well just imagine them you know on a really bad microphone yeah john could you say babadi boo badi boo on your mic so they can see how beautiful it is babadi boo badi boo wow oh my wow. gosh wow wow uh, five women listening just fainted He's the Tony Bennett of this show. He is. He is. Don Kashen, come on, John. Don Kashen. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is that is all we have for the show. But uh, just yeah. So make sure you go. You make sure you go follow Jack on the Snapback Sports, and uh, you subscribe to our show. And please subscribe to the YouTube show. Leave a review or and thumbs a- up it. Yeah. For John Sheeran and Dr. Roji, Dr. Kismoji, I'm Daddy McDoug. We will see you next time. So long, SVT. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.